0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you are right now listening to Calvary Live. I want to welcome you to today's edition of the program. I'm your host, Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, and I'm here to take your questions and your prayer requests. So you just heard the number that was given to you to call in at 303-690-3000. Welcome, everyone. Uh, so blessed to be with you, as always, on this December cold day. It's uh, Those of you listening on Grace FM are listening live, and on this Tuesday afternoon, I pray that you're doing well. The sun is shining. This is the shortest week of the year uh, as far as sunlight, and after this weekend, the days start getting longer, but... Already the sun is starting to set behind the mountains, and I want to welcome you who are listening along the front range from Pueblo and Colorado Springs, 101.7. Got so many good friends uh, down in the Colorado Springs area, so I'd love to hear from you and uh, pray you're doing well. And then 89.7 on the FM dial here in northern Colorado from Castle Rock and Parker up through the metro area. and up through Boulder and Longmont, Fort Collins and Greeley, and up into southern Wyoming, Laramie and Cheyenne. Love to hear from you guys in southern Wyoming. Hope you're well and blessed and so glad that we can reach you guys with that powerful signal up here in northern Colorado. And then I want to welcome all of you who are listening in on Truth or Hope FM or Refuge FM. Uh, Welcome to today's program. If you're listening on the radio, you are a week delayed the program is, but you can call in at that call-in number, 303-690-3000. So let's get the phone ringings. That's what this show is all about. This is your hour for you to be able to call in and ask questions and receive prayer. And I know that some of you, you need prayer, or you want to give prayer to somebody, uh, for somebody, and lift them up before the Lord. And so I'd love to pray with you as uh, we head into the evening hours, and wherever you're at in the United States, uh, whether you're up in uh, Washington, those listening there, Arizona, uh, California, on the East Coast, down South, uh, in the Southern states, as you're listening online, perhaps the mobile app or on your uh, you know, tablet, as you pull up the uh, Grace FM website on your computer, welcome, welcome so glad you can join us. Hey, we got all open lines. Would love to be able to talk with you, pray with you. Um, Let's let's encourage one another. We really need that. As I was saying that today's uh, one of the shortest days of the year uh, as we head to uh, the change of season and the official start of winter, which is on the 21st this weekend. And and, um, it reminds me of Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9 uh, talks about the the coming Messiah. And when you begin to read that chapter, uh, we read that uh, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, and those who dwelt in a land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. And even though we hear those terms, short days and dark days and a dark season with the pandemic and everything, In the darkness, know this, that we have seen a great light, and we have the light of the world that has come to us. And that brings us great, great joy um, as uh, we come to this Christmas season. For unto us a child is born, the chapter goes on to say, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace." My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley. Love to have you call in at 303-690-3000. we got a couple open lines. We're going to go to the phone lines here in just a second. But I want to give you another number for you to be able to text in a question or a prayer request. That's a text line, a dedicated text line. And that's 720-336-0897. So that is a text line that is open 24-7 for you. Text in a prayer request, and you're going to have people praying for you. But during this show, this hour, which goes by very quickly, I want to encourage you to text in a prayer request. And if we have time, we will go to the text line and answer your questions as well. So call in number 303-690-3000. We got a couple open lines. Call in. Uh, Maybe perhaps you got a question on the Bible. Maybe you got a question that... Uh, your devotions have brought up or you heard a teaching or maybe you were talking with your friends or somebody at work and you want some clarity and understanding, I'd love to go to the scriptures and talk with you. So we got two open lines, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Adrian and Greeley. Hey, Adrian.
2: Hey, good afternoon, Pastor. How are you doing?
0: Good. How are you, brother?
2: I'm doing good, brother. I just wanted to say thank you for all the work and encouragement you guys do week in week out, brother. I just thank you for your prayers. Thank you for all the hard work you guys do for all the brothers and sisters around the country and around the world, my brother. Thank you for all your prayers. And I would love for you to pray for me and my family, my brother. And then I got a question for you about Luke 16 after the prayers, So thank you very much.
0: Okay. You bet. Father, I just pray for Adrian. I thank you that He's blessed as he listens to this program. I just pray for his family. You know everything, all the details. Um, and I just pray for them for a blessed Christmas, that you would show yourself strong on their behalf, that they would just uh, continue to grow closer to you and to know you more and to, Lord, rest in your love. And, Lord, that you would just do a mighty work upon Adrian and all of them in his family. Help Adrian to minister to them and to bless them in every way. And, uh, Lord, I thank you for him. I thank you for the encouragement that he gives uh, to us. And I just pray that you would bless their Christmas in every way in the new year coming up. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Yeah, brother, The can you hear me, brother?
0: Yep, I can hear you. You're on.
2: Okay, Um. yeah, I just had a question about... Um. That, uh, where Jesus tells the disciples to use the wealth of the world to be able to be accepted some, uh, into the eternal life, in something like that. It's on Luke 16. I was going over it with my wife last night, and I was just kind of wondering what you're in about the manager. It's, it's about a manager that, yeah. uh, misuses the, the wealth of the rich man, or something like that.
0: Yeah, so it's the par-
2: where Your input is in that, Pastor, please.
0: Yeah, and you know it's an interesting um, parable that he tells. Or uh, it's the parable of the unjust steward. And when you read it, sometimes you can think, "Well, is Jesus saying that uh, we need to be shrewd in the world, just like this man was?" And it's kind of a long parable. And uh, for those who perhaps are not familiar with it, uh, it speaks of a man who worked for somebody. And all of a sudden, he had to give a, an account of his goods, and he knew that this steward that was to give an account was going to be found that he wasn't very responsible. Um, and um, he knew that he would no longer be a steward. So what he does is he resolved to to do what— um, you know, be shrewd. He he didn't collect the money he was supposed to. He had let it lapse, and all of a sudden he goes to the master's debtors, and he begins to kind of bargain with them. And Jesus, in that parable, he says, "...he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much, and he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you the trust of the true riches?" And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Now, here's the key on it when he finishes the parable. He says, No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he'll be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mamma. What Jesus was saying in this parable, as you read it, is that uh, this man who was the unjust steward um, he realized he needed to do something. He he needed to um, go out. He needed to uh, do something. And the master actually commended him um, for he's dealt shrewdly, for the sons of the world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of the light. I think what the parable is telling us as we read this is that if that man who was uh, shrewd would take care of what he needed to take care at that time, how much more we who are entrusted with heavenly riches were to be good stewards of that. So Jesus isn't saying, be shrewd and rip people off and all of that. That's not the, the message here. The message is we've been entrusted with the things of the Lord, and we are to use it in the view of eternity. Um, we can't serve the world and we can't serve the Lord to where we, you know, have that we're in the world. But you can't have two masters, in other words, because you're going to hate one and love the other. So the priority is we are to be ones that we're to be good stewards of what he's given to us, in that that we are to um, make sure that we're doing it in a way that is pleasing to the Lord. The Lord has blessed us, Adrian, so much, hasn't he? and yes, sometimes christians they they don't use that blessing um to be able to give to others um it's kind of like the parable of the rich fool who built bigger barns and he said i will take my ease i will live for myself and he goes on and um you know um says i'll take my my rest and he says i i i he lived for himself and the Lord said, this night, your life is going to be required of you. Uh, and he lived foolishly. And he, the problem was not that he was rich. The problem was he ri- wasn't rich towards God. And I think in the parable of the unjust steward, as you look at it carefully, that what you see is what the Lord is saying. if If that man was shrewd with earthly things, how much more the sons of the light, that we are to be good stewards of what God has given to us. And, and to know that there's eternal rewards. Because in Matthew's gospel, well, in Luke's gospel particularly, we see that Jesus talks about the parable of the minas, the parable of the, um, of the talents, to invest that which has been given to us. And he's speaking to, as you continue through chapter 16 of Luke, he is speaking to those who desired riches. Uh, and he says god knows your heart and they were ones that um you know were coveting and living for riches those pharisees and jesus knew their hearts and it's not wrong being rich but what we are to do is we are to use the mammon that he's given to us um to be able to uh you know good stewards for his kingdom and prioritize that uh because we're going to be ruling and reigning with him
1: amen and, brother
0: we are, and um, and if you have not been faithful in what another man's, who's going to give you what is your own? And you know, Jesus goes on to say that if you're not faithful with unrighteous mammon, who's going to entrust you with eternal mammon? You know, the heavenly riches. So um, that's what the parable is really trying to tell us.
2: Okay, brother, I really appreciate that. That clarifies a lot, brother. Thank you very much for everything. God bless you, my brother. Hey,
0: Adrian, you take care. Okay, thanks for calling. Thank you, is the number to call. That's the calling number to text line 720-336-0897. Welcome. If you've just tuned in to Calvary Live, whether you're driving in traffic or home with the kids or finishing up work or uh, taking it easy and just relaxing, so glad that you're tuned in to, to Calvary Live. We're here to bless you and encourage you. we got a couple open lines. We're getting close to Christmas, 10 days to Christmas, and... And I know that it's a busy time. This year is different. It is different, isn't it? But we worship um, the Savior that was born to us, light that has come into the world. And that's what makes Christmas Christmas. And I pray that as things are different this year, that our hearts wouldn't be different towards the Lord. And that really it would cause us to maybe the distractions that were there before or uh, not bad distractions, but you know just with all the busyness and stuff that we can slow down and just really enjoy the lord and and um, and just pray for those who uh, are front line people you know the the, the nurses, the doctors um, those who've been working so hard to help us, the first responders, uh, those who are working in the stores, we thank you, we just thank you so much for all your work and stocking the shelves and the truck drivers and, and everyone who, um, continues working through all of this. We, we can be thankful. It makes us thankful. 303-690-3000. Got a couple open lines. Let's go to Baltimore. James. Hey, hey Pastor Jeff. James. How
3: are you
0: doing today? Good. How are you?
3: Doing well, sir. Yeah. So I was wondering if you could give me some insight on, um, a couple passages referring to some of the singers from around David and Solomon's time. Um, and I believe somewhere in 1 Kings, there's the three singers referred to as Heman, Asaph, and Ethan. But
2: in 1
3: yeah. uh, Chronicles, they are referred to as Heman, Asaph, and then Ethan gets replaced with Jeduthun. And I believe them to be the same person, but I was wondering why the two different
0: names. Well, that's a good question. I'd have to look at it specifically. You know, David, he chronicles the as he's preparing for the temple to be built. He gets all the Levites in order. He gets the priests in orders. He gets the um, musicians in order, um, and he gets the singers in order. And I'd have to look at that. That's in First Chronicles 15, and um, to see specifically. But you know, the, uh, Asaph was the main one. He wrote some of the Psalms, right? And then we we have these singers that are given. So I'd have to do a little looking on that. And I'm just seeing if I could pull up any notes that I might have uh, that I taught on it before. Because we've gone through it, but there's there's a lot of names in First Chronicles, isn't there? And um yeah, sorry. So, so, <laughs> so So you got me on that one. Um and let's see here if I can find something. First Chronicles fifteen, verse nineteen, is it?
3: Um, I'm not sure on the exact passage, but that sounds pretty right. <laughs>
0: something in there, but I I don't know if they're the same person or it's different, and like I said, I'd have to do a little reading on that and looking up some notes on that, and sometimes it's a little hard when you're on the radio to do that, so not quite sure, so nope, I don't have yeah, yeah, I don't have anything on them specifically
3: yeah, every time I read through um, those passages um, I uh, always, like, it comes off as they're the same person um, just because of the context and everything, but um, who knows, maybe they aren't, but um, yeah, I was...
0: You know, the thing to remember, James, is, you know, all those names that are there, um, that it's no accident uh, that the Lord put them in, um, and to me sometimes we we look at the Bibles and you're you're studying it a little bit more carefully, um, but the singers and um, you know David was one that knew a lot about music and singing, and he, that was important to him, and that was an important part of the the temple that was going to be built by his son Solomon. And I imagine they were incredible musicians and singers. And just, you know, when you read David's Psalms, he was a musician. He was one that um, was the sweet psalmist of Israel. I imagine it was so anointed. It was so good. That's what I think about. And when I read the names in Scripture, like what you are, um, how much the Lord, he he knew their names. It's recorded for all of eternity. These people were real, and they're recorded in the scriptures, and all the other Levites and those who worked in the temple. And I really like First Chronicles because those names are recorded that were used of the Lord, and worship is very, very important. And it reminds me of when you get to First Chronicles chapter twenty uh, or Second Chronicles, it is uh, when Jehoshaphat. Uh, and I was reading this not long ago, and actually my son was giving him a devotion. When the enemies came against Judah, when Jehoshaphat was the king, they would be after David, after Solomon, that it is the Edomites, the, the Adam, Ammonites, the uh, Moabites that had this huge army that came against Judah. And, of course, Jehoshaphat was so upset by it. And what the Lord does is he sends this prophet to tell Jehoshaphat that this is the Lord's battle. This is not your battle. And what he did is he put those singers out front. He put the worshipers out front. He didn't put the spearmen. He didn't put the, you know, mighty warriors out front. He put the worshipers out front on the front lines. And it just reminds us, as as you look at these names in First Chronicles 15, as you read that story in Second Chronicles 20, it just reminds me how important it is that worship is a part of our lives. So that's what I want to pass along, and I hope that's an encouragement to you.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate uh, the encouragement and uh, some insight into that. But, uh, yeah, just uh, something worth uh, to continue studying and, uh, you know, uh, maybe goes back to uh, what the names mean or... Um, the original Hebrew
0: or something. Right. So, anyway, appreciate your call. Take care. God bless you, all right? then, who is mentioned, uh, you can look it up, First Chronicles 15, um he's mentioned there. His name means giving praise. That's that's what I have in my notes. Um and you know, the Levites, there's three different families of the Levites and uh Mary, I one of the three masters of music appointed by David. Um so, you know, he, he was an important part of David's life and ministering music and I, I think that it's important because um I have a daughter who just I graduated from UNC in piano performance, um, and my son is going to UNC in music and uh, education. Music has always been a very important part of our family and, of course, of our church here. And um, so uh, it was uh, something that, you know, I enjoy looking at worship and how important it is. My son, who's on staff, he loves teaching the high school kids and the young adults, worship and and it's a very important part of our christian lives. Hey, I believe we got all open lines, so I'd love to hear from you. Maybe you got a question, maybe it's a specific question and I'll do my best to to encourage you and look at it in the scriptures. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. The text line is 720 0897. We got all open lines. This is Jeff Figs with Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado, watching the sun go down and uh, starting to get dark already. Pray that you're safe. Uh, as you text in a text question or a prayer request, make sure that you do it safely. Love to hear from you. Got plenty of time in the show. And uh, as we talk about the Lord, maybe you want to share um what the Lord is showing you this Christmas. Uh, maybe you got a question about Christmas uh, as we just continue to uh, move towards uh, uh, Christmas Eve and celebrating it. And I'd love to talk to you about those things. We here at Calvary Greeley, we're going to do something different. One of the things that you want to pray about uh, as we are waiting for phone calls to come in is that you want to invite somebody Christmas Eve. And this year may be a little bit more challenging because... We hear, you know, the be careful and about being in groups and and being with people. And and of course, we want to use wisdom and discernment and give preference to one another. But also, we don't want to forsake the assembly of ourselves together as well. So that's one of the considerations that we put in as uh, we thought about Christmas Eve services. And, you know, for us to pack the sanctuary, three services, uh, we decided the Lord kind of led us into doing something different. So what we're going to do on Thursday, December 24th, is we have a backyard and it's supposed to be around 40 degrees. We're going to do a backyard service and uh, we're going to have the sanctuary open for people to come in. They can see the service on the projectors and on the screen and um, uh, in front and the sanctuary and be warm uh, if you don't like being outside. But it's going to be nice and uh, we figure if people can go watch a parade of lights for hours uh, in seasons pass or go shopping outside in the malls uh, for a couple hours that we can do a service and and we've gotten a great response from it. People are saying, "Yeah, I feel more comfortable inviting somebody or inviting my neighbors uh, so we have little invitation cards uh going to give it to the uh, you know some of the people around here in the neighborhood come at noon and let's celebrate the birth of Jesus as we sing Christmas songs as I give a message and we have a, a gift package for the kids all the kids that come got plenty of them so I'd love to see you we're just going to do something different this year and uh so December 24th 12 noon don't have to register anything at all and then um and the message I'm going to give for Christmas Eve is don't be afraid we're going to be looking at that and then a week later i'll do a new year's eve prophecy update and that's one of the most popular services that we have all year long we get people that come from all over we're shoulder to shoulder in our fairly small facility and we just can't do that this year we we don't feel comfortable in doing that we and um we are going to do it online on New Year's Eve at 7 o'clock. And I've entitled that message, Don't Be Troubled, for Christmas Eve in person. Also online, you can watch it noon uh, backyard, or you can be in the sanctuary. Um, as you bring your family, bring the kids, bundle up, bring some hot chocolate, Uh, We're going to see about if we can have some refreshments out there, gift package for the kids. Hey, let's celebrate. Let's sing some Christmas songs. I want to encourage you from the scriptures with the title of the message, Don't Be Afraid. And then a week later, online, 7 o'clock, CalvaryChapelGreely.org. That's O-R-G or Facebook Live Online Prophecy Update. You don't want to miss it. Don't be troubled is the title of that message, because as we head into 2021, perhaps people are troubled. Where is everything headed? What's going to happen? The uncertainty. And I have a real heart to give Christians discernment in the days in which we're living in. So the prophecy update uh, that we'll be doing then. And um, so you don't want to miss it. Pass it along remind you of that, and invite somebody out to your church Christmas Eve services as you feel comfortable, as you gather together to hear the good news that there is light that has been born in the darkness, as Isaiah chapter 9 declares to us, a great light, the light of the world, Jesus Christ. Hey, we got all open lines. We're getting ready to go to break. Love to have you call in with your questions and prayer requests. 303-690-3000 303-690-3000 is the number to call, the call-in number, to text line, text in, because we're going to probably have some time to go over some of the text questions and prayer requests, 720-336-0897. Make sure you're safe, 720-336-0897. So you're going to hear the music here in a little bit. It's the only break of the show And then we're going to be right back. Let's have a great second half of Calvary Live. So pick up the phone. Give me a call. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So glad to be with you. My name is Jeff Figgs. I have the privilege of pastoring up here in Greeley, Colorado, the Calvary Chapel, and, and next month, next month, it was twenty-five years ago that my wife, Sue, and I loaded up two small kids, and we came up here to Greeley to start Calvary Chapel and What a venture of faith it has been. We're so thankful, and the Lord has dealt bountifully with us and blessed us and the ministry up here and It's such a blessing to be a part of this community and to to minister here in Colorado so Uh, and to do Calvary Live. That's part of the ministry that we've been privileged with, to be a part of Grace FM. And uh, so give me a call. I'd love to talk to you and to be able to, you know, just encourage you or take you to the Scriptures. Uh, We had a couple calls. We've got all open lines right now. Uh, I just went to James. I don't know if you're listening in Baltimore. Uh, There is just a little... uh, reading right before we came off the break, but Easton's Bible Dictionary, uh, you're asking about uh, Jeduthun, if he was the same as Ethan, and he says probably is the same. Uh, He was a musician there um, appointed by David, and um, he is called the King Seer, and so it's probably the same person um, that you're asking about. Uh, Psalm 39, 62, and 77. So um, we were talking about worship and how important worship is, and it is important. Um, it is important to us. As I was making reference to 2 Chronicles, uh, as I heard this devotion uh, given to the high school worship team by my son, and it just really ministered to me. And as Jehoshaphat it was a good and godly king, he was facing uh, the people of Moab, the people of Ammon, and and others that, beside them uh that battled against Jehoshaphat and i know that some of you out there right now that you've gone through battles you got more than one battle that's going on and the prophet came to him and said don't be afraid or dismayed because this great multitude for the battle's not yours but it's god's and doesn't that bring you comfort that the lord is the one that it's his battle and what he did is he said you will need not Uh, not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself and stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. And there are times where we need to be still and see the salvation of the Lord, just as Moses was told that when the Egyptians were coming against them when they were backed up against the Red Sea. And so believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe as prophets and you shall prosper. And praise the Lord as the Levites went out and Praise the beauty of holiness and they went out before the army for his mercy endures forever. And they began to sing and praise the Lord, you know, uh, set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir as they came against God's people. You know, we need to praise him even in the difficulties and the battles that we are facing and, and know that we can believe the Lord our God and believe his word and we will be established we will be established. And so that's why it's so important that we give you the Word of God here, that you hear the Word of God throughout the day and in your devotions, and worship being a very important part of your life when the battles come against you. So uh, just a a great discussion and a good reminder. We've got a couple open lines. The call-in number is 303-690-3000. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Maryland where Kim is on line one. Hi um, Kim, how I are you?
1: Just, you're fine. I was just wondering um you were talking about self will and I was just wondering is salvation a self will?
0: Well, you're talking about you know does God choose you or do you have a born choice?
1: Born again is that yeah, self will?
0: Free will is, is that up to I the, think what
1: a free, Well, I've heard of self will, free will.
0: Sure. Yeah. So the Bible talks about free will. Whenever you see Jesus stood on a hillside and said, uh, all you who weary and are heavy laden, come to me. That's an invitation to everyone. Uh, Romans chapter 10 says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So there is choice that is given. Um, the invitation is given. But we also know that the Lord's that we read in the scriptures, that he chose us before the foundations of the world. And that's where people get, you know, uh, wondering and confused They're they're, you know, is it free will or is it God's sovereign work? And both are true. Both are spoken of in the scriptures. We can't figure it all out, but we do know that God has foreknowledge, Romans chapter 8. He knows the end from the beginning, the book of Isaiah. He knows who are going to be his, but also we have free will. He, we're, not, we're not puppets where he forces us to come to him love demands a choice and so we have free will both are at work and um and i'm thankful that he chose me before the foundation of the world i'm very grateful that somebody gave me the gospel i heard it and the prompting of the holy spirit and i had a choice to make whether i was going to come to him or not and surrender my life to him so both are at work and uh you know, as we read the scriptures, I can't figure it all out, but I rejoice in it. I rejoice that He chose me. I rejoice um, that you know He drew me to Him, and um, and just touched my heart.
1: Mm-hmm. Does that help, Kim? Yeah, I. Um, uh, Somewhere, might look at chapter uh, John chapter six too. Um, that'll mm-hmm. tell you more. So that Jesus said. You you know, his disciples walked away and followed him no more. It says because they didn't belong to him. They never did. And he looked at Peter and he said, you want to leave too? And he said, Lord, where can we go? You know the truth. You are the way, the truth, and the life. And he goes, that's right, because I chose you. And he says, unless the Father chooses you, you have no, unless the Father draws you. That's the word. Draws. And mm-hmm. always the word. Draws you. You have no. You have nothing with me. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I, I. That's what happened to me. I mean, I was, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't even. I was going to AA meetings. And and I thought this, would, you know, it's just a matter of time. I'm gonna. Um, Drop out of AA because it wasn't doing anything for me, and and that's that's not what I wanted to do. And I've right. hit bottom like that many a times, and went right where I thought I was going to go, just like I thought. It's just, you know, in my own way. But God intervened right. at that time mm-hmm. and kept me in the rooms. It's a long, it's kind of a long story, though. So I can't tell it. But, but all, mm-hmm. all the time He drawed me. Yeah. More and more, he it, drawed me to him until yeah. I finally went up to one person and I asked her, what does this mean? You know, I feel like God's draw, doing something, but I don't know what. And then that's right. when she, I knew she went to church. That's all I knew.
0: Yeah. And, and so you know.
1: God, see, what I'm trying to say is glory be to God, not glory yeah. be to man.
0: No. It's not glory it,
1: be to man. It's not right. you.
0: Right. Yeah, and it's a work of God, and none of us can come to the Lord without a work of the Holy Spirit drawing us to him. And, you know, here's the thing. When and you mentioned John chapter 6, this happens right after the feeding of the uh, 5,000. He comes back to Capernaum. The crowds are looking for Jesus again, and Jesus is saying, you know, um, you're coming to me only because you ate of the bread. They're asking him, you know, we want more bread, and he starts talking about that he's the bread of life. He said, I'm the bread of life who comes um, to me, shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. So he claims to be the, the bread of life. He says, come eat of me, come um, you know, drink of me. They don't understand because in John's gospel, what is interesting, Kim, is that he would talk in spiritual um, you know, uh, perspective. The people would think in a physical perspective. They're thinking this is too hard. What do you mean, eat of you and drink of you? How do we do that? Are you talking bizarrely And that's where it says that the people began t- to leave. Jesus at the feeding of the five thousand was at the the height of his popularity, and it tells us in one of the gospels they were ready. I believe it's Matthew. They were ready to crown him as king, but he dismissed the crowds because he knew that they were only coming to him for physical, political reasons. Hey, he fed us. He's healing us. We'll never go hungry again. We'll never be sick again. And Jesus says, you need to come to me personally. I'm the bread of life that comes from heaven. As you believe in me, you'll never hunger or thirst again. And, and they're going, huh? What are you talking about? and Jesus, he turns to his disciples and said, do you want to go with them? So at this point, the crowd started to get smaller. Jesus starts talking about going to the cross, and Peter said something so astounding. He said that you have the words of eternal life. You have the words of eternal life, and he does. And it's, you know, one of the things that we talked about on Sunday is Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. He said, not all who say, Lord, Lord, to me, you know, are are going to enter into the kingdom of God. Um, that there will be those who said, we prophesied in your name, we did many works in your name, and I will say to them, I never knew you workers of lawlessness or workers of iniquity. And the thing is, it's about relationship. Um, it's about relationship and knowing him and coming to him and worshiping him. We see in John chapter four, he talks about living water to the Samaritan woman. And, and she's going you know, where do you get this living water? The The well is deep. And Jesus said, if you drink of that water, you're going to thirst again. But I have living water to give. In John chapter 3, talking to Nicodemus, and when he talks to Nicodemus about being born again, Nicodemus is the master teacher of Israel. And Nicodemus is going, what do you mean be born again? Can you enter your mother's womb a second time? And Jesus said, listen, Nicodemus, you're the master teacher of Israel. You know, don't marvel that I say you must be born again, you must be born again, and that which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the spirit is spirit, and Jesus said in John chapter six that the words I give to you are 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 life, and um you know he's he says um that the spirit who gives life is the flesh that profits nothing because they were thinking in fleshly terms. And the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are of life. So that's what John chapter 6 was about. But you're right, Kim, in that, that the Lord, the Spirit draws us to him. And um, Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. And I'm so thankful that, the you know, uh, the work of the Holy Spirit in my life. And that's why we always pray, Lord, that you open people's eyes spiritually. You soften their hearts. You draw them to you. And um, and he desires to do that. But there is, the Bible talks about free will and warning against hardening our hearts against the Lord and, um, and uh, you know, continuing to do that. So, Kim, I appreciate your call. Appreciate it. God bless you. Thank you. Oh, you bet. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. We got all open lines right now. Love to talk with you. That's the call-in number I just gave to you. The text line is 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. Got a text message. I just had someone close to me um, that died. Will we recognize our loved ones in heaven? I believe that we will. Um, The church at Thessalonica was a young church. Jesus, um, Paul established that church on his second missionary journey. They were very concerned about their Christian loved ones who had died, and they expressed that to Paul. And so Paul deals with the dead in Christ and assures the the Christians there that a reunion is going to take place. And and I believe that we are going to recognize um, those who are in heaven. As Paul writes to the Corinthian church, let me read it to you in 1 Corinthians 13. He says, For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know, just as I am also known. Uh, we're going to know those in heaven. We're going to look differently. We got, we're got we going to get new heavenly bodies when we go home. Um, we know that Second um, Samuel chapter 12, David knew that he would be reunited with his deceased son in heaven. Um, we know that in the parable of, uh, or the story, uh, there's a debate whether it's a parable or not, of the rich man and Lazarus in Luke chapter 16. Um, the rich man, uh, he, he recognized Lazarus and Abraham. Uh, he calls out to them. So there is quite the evidence that, uh, in scripture, that we will know our loved ones, and of course, we will, and we will be closer to them, and it'll be a glorious reunion. And maybe perhaps this Christmas season, that you have a loved one that has passed away, and it's difficult and it's hard, um, and one who's with the Lord that's a joy that we have tucked away in our hearts. That's a, as um, uh, yes, Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonica about all that, he says, we grieve, but we don't grieve without hope. We have hope. Of course we do. And um, and also uh, to know that uh, even though the separation is temporary and painful, that the reunion is going to be eternal and glorious. And, and so I, hopefully that brings uh, just blessing to you and um, that will just um, bring comfort to you as we go home to be with the Lord, that we will recognize our loved ones who have gone on before us. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's go to Jesse in Aurora. Hi, Jesse.
2: Hi, Pastor. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Excellent. Thanks for taking my call. I was reading in Matthew uh, last week, and Jesus' response to the Pharisees, uh, Prince to Not putting new wine into old wineskins or putting a new patch onto an old garment, otherwise, they'd pull away. And I was curious what more of a modern application of that means to us
3: um, as believers in in today.
0: Yeah, and I think Jesus was saying something very, very important in that uh, as we look at uh, not only in Matthew chapter 9, I believe it's recorded in the other two synoptic gospels, Mark chapter 2, Luke chapter 5. And Jesus is talking to the religious leaders, of course, um, as we we look at the text. The religious leaders that were full of tradition and full of uh, religiousness, and uh, they were starting to come down on Jesus. They uh, were mounting their opposition, uh, and they're questioning Jesus. As you read it in Matthew, of course, it was the disciples of John that came and said, Why don't you... um, you know, fast like we do, and the Pharisees. So the Pharisees were always getting on Jesus and the disciples, why don't you keep our traditions? And, and Jesus goes on to tell them that the bridegroom is here. It's a time of rejoicing. And no one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch pulls away, as you said, and the is made worse. Uh, and then you don't put new uh, wine in old wineskins, or else the wineskins break and the wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined. You put new wine into new wineskins. So here's the application as I think about that. Jesus was saying, I'm not here to patch up the old religious system. I'm here to do a new work. And I know that um, you you, you don't put in new wine in old wineskins because the wineskins are hardened. And if you put the new wine in because it begins to ferment, it will break the old wineskins and spill the wine, and the wineskins ruin and the wine is ruined. I, I think for, for me and for modern application, even for the church, is that the Lord wants to do a new work. And he continually wants to do new work. One of the things, Jesse, that I was saying is on the show that next month is going to be 25 years ago, that my wife and I loaded up two small kids and came up greeley to do a new work. But he continually every year, and I think about this at the beginning of the year, that he wants to do a new work. And we have certain traditions, you know, that we have and things, but I never, you know, want to just put um, new wines and old wineskins. I, I want a fresh work of the Lord in my life. And and here's the thing. He uses different Greek words for new. You know, you put new wine, which is new wine, into new or refreshed wineskins. And the way that they would do back in those days, what I understand doing a little reading on it, is they would take the old wineskins, Jesse, and wineskins were hard to get or they were expensive. So you couldn't just run down to Walmart and get a new wineskin, Uh, what they would do is take the hardened wineskins and they would soak it in water for days. And as they did that, the elasticity, the flexibility would come back and it would be that renewed wineskin, that that new wineskin, and they would use that. And it reminds me again of a modern application, today's application, that we need to be, you know, how is it that we become flexible? How is it that we're renewed? We're washed with the water of the Word. Continue in the Word of God. Continue soaking in the Word of God. Jesus said that you are clean by the words I give to you. Paul talks about, you know, in Ephesians 5, wash with the water of the Word. That's how we remain fresh, new, you know, a new work that he wants to put on our hearts. And it's wonderful And we're renewed in our hearts and renewed in our spirits. So that's a simple application. It's not simple, but an important application as I look at that.
3: Enlightening. I sincerely appreciate that uh, perspective very much. Thank you.
0: Jesse, what can happen, and, you know, i got to be careful at my age, is this is the way we do it, this is the way it is, and not open to the Lord just really just continuing to give me fresh understanding growing in the scriptures, learning. One of the things that as, you know, 25 years of ministry, I've realized that I wasn't as smart as I thought I was. And the Lord wants to just continually do a fresh work and give me fresh understandings, and it comes through the scriptures and being sensitive and having a soft heart. So that's, you know, we could stay and do the same things. This is the way we did it. You know, this is the traditions and stuff but to be open to what the Lord wants to do. And I think that's very important in ministries, and that's very important to us. So, good uh, question. That, that creates a religious spirit, which is what's seen in the Pharisees. Just keep yeah, doing the same they, thing over and not pursuing the actual things of God. Yeah, and yeah. being, you know, here was the Messiah right in front of them. And all they're worried about is traditions and right. fasting and, you know, all of this. So, hey, thanks, Jesse. Appreciate your call. Appreciate you. Have a good night. You bet. God bless you. 303 690 is the call in number. Let's go to Anna in Colorado Springs. Anna? Yes. How can we pray for you?
4: Hi, um, well, my mom has um she's in heart failure. And she's not really capable of doing what she's supposed to be doing. She's in a lot of pain. Um, so I kind of just our family is just having a really hard time because um, Mm -hmm. she doesn't want to go to a nursing home. My dad promised her he wouldn't take her to a nursing home. So um, she's just having a difficult time, um, not doing the exercises she needs and whatnot. And so um, the the family is just having a really hard time with it. So um, she doesn't realize the issues she's creating for other people. And it Mm -hmm. just made it difficult on all of us, but we're supposed to be, ready to serve and be proud and thankful, you know, that she's here and we are. We just, um, I don't know if the devil is kind of having a part in that where, you know, we are not having patience and we're getting frustrated.
0: Yeah, it's hard. And she, has, Anna,
4: she has OCD yeah. as well, so she'll repeat things, and that's mm-hmm. driving everybody crazy. Like, yeah, So I don't know.
0: <laughs> a lot of prayer, and we're going to pray— you know the thing is dealing with elderly parents myself. You know my dad who had Alzheimer's, and we tried to take care of him as long as we could. And you know the time came where the Lord gave us a piece, and He, you know, just spoke to us. You know because that's very major decision whether to get help or senior living or assisted living or a nursing home, um, and. Most people don't want to go to that, but, you know, you keep praying, you keep talking with your family about that, and, you know, the Lord's going to guide you, and we're going to pray for you uh, for that as well. Did you have anything else for me before I begin to pray?
4: Well, um, yeah, I would just also like to say, like, I mean, I don't know what to pray for anymore, and I know that sounds terrible, but I'm trying to work on a closer relationship um, with our Lord, and Mm -hmm. so— I, I just lost a pet that I had for 17 years, and uh, I know they're just animals. Everybody says it's just a dog, but they're family, and, they um, family. you know, I'm just wondering, you know, how you explain to children. I mean, I know you can just tell them whatever, not explain it completely, but I know they don't have souls, and they can't choose Christ, but um, I kind of just like to think that God has a special place for them in heaven. I don't know if it's, like doggy
0: heaven or, you know, I, it's just, yeah. I need you know, I, we, uh, and we only got a couple minutes and I do want to pray for your mother, Anna, and for you guys' wisdom. James says, if you lack wisdom, ask of God and he'll give it to you liberally. But, you know, when it comes to, we had a sheltie dog that grew up with the kids for 15 years. That was hard. They do become a part of uh, your family and it's very difficult and, um, you know, people ask, do pets go to heaven? You answer part of that. There's nothing, uh, as we had the breath of life that was put into us. Um, some say that he'll reconcile all things to himself. Um, the Bible doesn't specifically say, but here's something you can say to your kids that when we go to heaven, things are going to be so glorious. there, so wonderful. And, and that's the thing to remember. Um, uh, things are going to be better there. I don't know, you know, um, if, um, you know, about the pets and and all of that, Um, but he's going to reconcile all things to himself, as Colossians says, and you got to kind of leave it at that. And, you know, they're going to grieve and they're going to be sad, but that's a normal question I get from kids all the time. And I just tell them, Jesus is going to be there and it's going to be so wonderful. So Lord, I pray for Anna. She's desiring for wisdom in their family as they make difficult decisions for her family um, as she makes decisions for her mother. And, Lord, give them a peace that rules in their heart. And as they seek you, that you would speak to them. And, Lord, just help her to look to you, to your word. You desire to guide. You love her mother. And, Lord, just help them in this Christmas season as they enter into a new year. And, Lord, I pray you bring comfort as they grieve over the loss of a pet. And it's hard, and we you know we ask those questions, and kids do, but we know that when we go home to be with you, it'll be more glorious than ever, and that you'll re- reconcile all things to yourself and and we can just trust in that and look to that and so Lord, I thank you that um that you're one that blesses us with their pets, but they're with us too short of a time, and Lord, I pray that you be with Anna, bless her in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so
4: much, Pastor.
0: Hey, you need more prayer, you call us back, and we'll be praying for you, okay?
4: I I appreciate it. And I know know it sounds—I don't know if selfish is the right word, because I know when that day comes, we're not going to really care. We're just going to care about being with Christ. Uh, yeah. You know, I've been told you're not going to really care about your pets, and you won't be thinking about that, but I just, yeah.
0: I just wanted to ask. But they, they care right now, don't they? And they're grieving. And just, you know, those are simple answers that you can give to them. But I know how it is. It was hard when we lost Belle. And and so our pets are important, uh, important and they're a blessing. Hey, we hear the music. Sorry we couldn't get to everyone. But so glad that you called in today. I pray you have a good evening, a blessed rest of the week. Continue at the same time to listen to Calvary Live, the rest of the weekdays this week, and looking forward to being with you once again. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.